episode of Questions in Cars. This week I have my good friend Christian Schick. Hey there, Christian. Hello. It's good to have you here. I've been uh, it's been a long time doing this podcast, and honestly, you're the first person that I had on a, on a, a few for to be on this on the show for the docket. Um, I'm glad I finally was able to fit you in. It's been a long time coming. How are you doing? Doing all right. Enjoying life and being happy. Nice. Good. I. Uh, I like uh, your digs here now in, in Lynchburg, Virginia. It's a nice white brick apartment, old, and I'm walking up the wooden stairs and it just has the, the faint smell of cigarette smoke, and then I swing open the door and I get hit by this, the very pleasant smell of scented candles, and now we're sitting here in your living room table having some tea, and this is just an excellent setting for this podcast. Good. Glad to hear you like it. <laughs> so, um, I, my question for you this week is should be pretty obvious for anyone that knows you. Um, famously, to my friends, you are uh, a cyclist, and we went on a, a very long cycling journey for myself. Uh, something like, I want to say, upwards of 80, 88 miles, miles or so to uh, Charlottesville, which was a huge deal for me. Um, and the people that I tell are pretty amazed that I was able to do that, but... As I understand for you, that's not your longest trip or even close. Uh, you spend most of your time uh, uh, cycling to and from work and school, and that is a part of your life. So my question for you is, um, why? What, what do you like about cycling um, as opposed to like other modes of transportation? Like, Why do you think it's important to people, and um, why do you think more people should cycle? <laughs> well... On the whole, I'm, I'm a fan of cycling for cycling's sake. Um, uh, the, the environment's all well and good, and saving energy is all well and good, but um, I, I'm a big fan of, of the actual energy put into it. For me, the bicycle represents the most efficient mode of transportation, of, of land vehicle transportation, in terms of how many calories burn per mile. It, it beats um, cars by a long shot. It even beats walking on the own two legs that God gave you. So it's it's actually a pretty wow. pretty efficient way to Really per to mile. Per per mile the number of calories burned. So that is, that's amazing. Yeah, so like cars a lot of um, mm-hmm. energy is lost to heat and uh, bikes only lose about four percent to heat. So for what what it represents to me is an effort to to get around using my own human power, my own legs, you know, not mm-hmm. using any other means. Um, so it's, it's, it's somewhat tied into a certain sense of, of ego in that I get myself from, <laughs> from one point to another, not riding on the coattails of some other uh, means of transportation. But, you know, it, I, <laughs> I, I, I put in the work and I, I get myself A to B. Um, and that's what, I, that's what I truly like about it. I think the, the epitome of, um, of cycling, though, however, is... Is definitely is definitely climbing up hills. You know, you get a good stretch of uphill, and you're 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 taking um, all the way to the top, and you're putting in you know the hard sweat, and you get to the top, and you reach the point of triumph. Uh, this past summer, I had the the infinite joy of going to Colorado with with both my brothers, and we we uh, biked from Durango, Colorado, to Steamboat Springs, going through uh, some of the major uh, nat- you know the major parks in the area. Um, throughout many of the major mountain passes, and I remember there was several times where we'd be uh, going uphill for a full 10 miles or more, uh, nothing but just about a 7% grade, 
and going up and I would think to myself, this is my existence, you know, and in that moment you, you feel that all of, of mankind's striving could be summarized in just a turning of the pedals against a, a singular goal, a singular goal of reaching the top of, of that, that mountain and cresting and seeing the, the, the mountain ranges before you, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's nothing like that feeling. Yeah, I definitely remember when I was biking with you feeling much more at one with like the road and nature as mm-hmm. well as you're traveling, which is something that is definitely lost when you're driving. Yes, definitely, definitely on on the bike you're 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 open to the to the elements. You feel the wind. You feel the uphills, the downhills. You feel all aspects. You have full three sixty view of of the of the of the of the road around you, and definitely. S- smells too. You don't. You don't oh, get. Yeah. You don't get smells in a car. You Absolutely. just. You just smell your own car. You know. It's <laughs> boring. It's dead air. You know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate your honesty. That it is a great feeling to feel just the the personal liberty and strength of riding on your bicycle. Um, thanks for answering my question. Uh, do you have perhaps a question for me as well? Uh, yes, I do. Um, as pertaining to the possible future of the the human race. Um, of which I, I know that you're an expert in, in, in divining <laughs> such things. Um, perhaps you might speak to the, the possibility of virtual reality taking over entirely the mm-hmm. realm of actual reality. Um, in terms of efficiency, virtual reality would be able to um, be much more efficient, and it would also have the advantages of uh, human changing of it so that it, you know, the virtual reality is, is only the good aspects of life and nothing bad. Um, and so what, what could possibly uh, stop the human race from reaching that inevitable demise into virtual reality? Yeah. Um, so, and so your question is like, um, why not just, are humans headed toward existing in virtual reality in a world that is at ease and, uh, you know, the goals are attained fairly without any, any problem at all. Yes, yes. So, um, I do like this question a lot and and it sparks some deeper thoughts, which I expect nothing less from you, so thank you for that. Uh, but I, uh, something that really influenced, uh, me early on in my thoughts on, on this subject not necessarily pertaining to virtual reality, though that is what we find ourselves facing today, um, is a brave new world. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't explain, like, my the source of my feelings on this. So that is definitely where my feelings on this come from. And that's just that I think humans... I, I think deep in, in human, humanity's heart, they... It's only been recent that we've been able to really mitigate struggle and live a life of extreme ease compared to humans in the past. Um, And I think humans are starting to realize that there is a lot of value inside struggling in life. Like you said, like, I think cycling is a part of that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Appreciating the struggle of a journey from point A to point B, there's, you get a lot more out of that um, than just pushing your pedal. But I think that applies to virtual reality as well, and we might even be seeing that already. Um, a game, for example, that I played recently, uh, Dark Souls, is uh, 
like, like, like Madden and uh, Grand Theft Auto are games that I would say you're living a career without actually experiencing the consequences of that career or like the hard decisions. Uh, probably Grand Theft Auto more than Madden, but like you're just jumping into the NFL and like enjoying the fantastical life of a wide receiver or quarterback. Whereas Grand Theft Auto, like, you can just commit murder and robbery and not really feel any actual consequences for it. But Dark Souls, on the other hand, um, you might not feel uh, some certain consequences for your actions, but it's it's such a, it's a game that prides itself on being difficult and you, like, have to struggle more than you ever would in real life. Every single step is just very difficult and you have to really hone yourself. But, and I think, uh, to me, I hope that is a sign that people are, saying, like, hey, like, struggling and, like, having to work for achievement is something that there is, like, inherent value just in that. Uh, and and maybe we should be start heading in, the, in a reactionary di- uh, direction for a struggle to pursue that rather than just, like, immediate success and achievement. But I would like to hear your thoughts on this really quickly as well because... Uh, Obviously, I, I think... Uh, oh, I, I think there's no hope for the human race. There I it think, is. <laughs> I think virtual reality will take over, and uh, we'll, we'll all be, be, be hooked up into, uh, into a matrix of sorts, and computers will take over. No, but I do think that, like, um, that we're in, we're in a transitional phase here um, in, the, in the current generation where technology is moving so rapidly um, that we'll reach a point... Um, I, I think it's somewhere around 2045, that year, that um, computers will reach... Uh, uh, is that singularity? Is that yeah, the, the singularity, yeah. right. And uh, I think at that point, we'll, we'll, we'll reach a point where we have to uh, redefine exactly what technology is. Mm-hmm. You know? and, mm-hmm. and throughout this process, that we're, the age we're currently living in, we're, we're constantly butting up against all the different principles that will eventually solidify... Um, at the end of end, end of this current transitional phase. Yeah. And we'll have to define what technology is and by defining that, yeah. what humanity and human life is. Yeah, definitely. And so if, if we reach that, you know, the end of this transitional phase with our with our shoulder with our head on our shoulders and knowing what we what we want as humans, we may succeed in, in you know, conquering the, the, the pitfalls of, of technology. Mm-hmm. Um Otherwise, you know, we, we might be doomed, you know? Yes. Yeah. It kind of depends on the quality of the consumer. Yeah. What do people really want? Are we sheep or are we men? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and on that possibly dim, possibly encouraging note, um, we'll move to personal digressions. Personal digressions? I happen to have um, a collection of different ideas that I, I sort of come up with um, from time to time. And... Uh, Sometimes they, they solidify into poetry, uh, sometimes not so much. Um, this, is, this is a very rough son- sonnet, um, meant to be taken very, very vaguely. Um, if you understand like the, the different items being talked about, um, it can provide more depth, but um, it's meant to just glaze over certain concepts that kind of I've been finding mind-boggling over the past... Uh, Past summer, really, um, bored out of my mind without school. I had to, had to look up all the, the paradoxes that confuse um, scientists and thinkers of our day. <laughs> and, uh, and so here it goes. It's, it's titled Singular Momentum. The range of thought that spans the contours of the mind was always limited. Many points pool about the most likely realities, 
but we are information overload. The age of excess deformities, a virtual mindscape woven into every possible combination, like counting the numbers between one and infinity at random, until we count the same number twice, until periodic amnesia sets in, only when maxed out space requires old files to be written over, the cycle bringing out a background static which hints at a common thread of the human psyche. So just pulling out one line that um, mm. I wanted to deal with, uh, which is the concept of periodic amnesia. Um, and that is a current idea that came to me was that in, in our current age where um, humans have been keeping very solid records for several hundred years now, um, and that we can, we can look back to you know, the 1800s and beyond, you know, um, with, with increasing vagueness as we go back, but as, as you go forward, increasing precision so that going forward, we will only, we will only ever more acquire more and more content that no, no human being can fully grasp the range of human, um, human records that we've recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're always believing that we're coming up with new ideas, you know, the, the new age bring new ideas yeah. and uh, reinventing the wheel and such. And the concept that perhaps not so much that there's for every era, there's a certain level of amnesia that we don't remember having already thought those thoughts before in previous huh. ages because we, yeah. we move on too quickly. Huh. I really, that's great. And that was the first time anyone's shared a poem, but I, I loved it and I hope I get more of that in the future. Thank okay. you for that. Good. Um, my personal aggression is also art, but not art that I created. Um, this is an album that came out over the weekend from Kishibashi. Yeah, you're familiar with Kishibashi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's called Zonderlust, which is German for particular love. Um, and, I mean, you wouldn't know this, but Christian and I, for a few years straight, uh, had German together. Um, not that that really has anything to do with Kishibashi other than the title of this album. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, just fantastic. I mean, if you're familiar with Kishibashi, you know he is, uh, always very fresh to hear, um, some songs from him, and this album is no exception. So, please, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, make every effort to go out and listen to his new album, which just blew the doors off my mind this evening and I needed to share it with you. Again, I had a personal digression um, earlier and uh, this just came up during my day. My dad told me uh, that this came out over the weekend and I had to, I had to change my... because <laughs> this is so important. But um, yeah, so Zonderlust. Um, and on the note of music, Christian, uh, would you mind sharing a song with us at the end here? Uh, sure. Okay, so the song I'd like to share, um, I recently encountered on a podcast called Sound Exploder, and it's called um, Your Best American Girl by Mitski. Um, it was just an interesting concept of, uh, of, uh, hu- of American culture and how we don't always fit into other people's, people's perception of American culture. And when did this come out? Um, I believe it came, back a couple, it came out a couple years ago. Um, but it was featured on, on, uh, a podcast of, um, Sound Exploder a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, Very good. Sound Exploder. Yeah. Um, all right. And that should be coming in, in your headphones now. And I just want to thank you, Christian, for coming on this week. And I, I hope we can do it again sometime. All right. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. You guys have a good week.
色。